Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are, no matter what you are doing, thanks for tuning in to the latest form of outreach education provided by Cure Solutions. How to from Cure to You, the podcast edition. That's right, folks. Instead of just Cure Pennsylvania, Cure Solutions is the broad spectrum that reaches all across a couple different states. That's right. Cure is actually not only in Pennsylvania, but also in Ohio and also in Oklahoma. So if you happen to be around those states, check us out, say what's up and say hello. But I'm still coming to you straight from the state of Pennsylvania. But it's really it's it's good to be back because I am super duper sorry about September. As you guys have been seeing and hearing me say that I'm trying to release things the first Sunday of every month and September just seemed to be a whirlwind of a couple different problems that just compounded on one another. And you know what? You're not here for this. Right now, let's focus on the fact that I am now back with you here in the wonderful month of October. So let's get to it, because I know the first thing you're thinking about, Noah, man, you were gone for a little bit. How, how can I possibly reach out to you in case you don't have an episode coming up? Well, you can always find me on Instagram. Just follow the handle, your host, Noah, all one word, Y-O-U-R. H-O-S-T-N-O-A-H, your host, Noah. You can find me and Cure Pennsylvania has a new handle on Instagram that you should definitely check out. It's Cure underscore P-A. That's Cure underscore P-A. So let's get right into it because it's good to be back. I was feeling a little bit nervous. It had just been so long since I've done this. I know I've done a whole bunch of different episodes, but for some odd reason, I was just feeling a little bit more anxious today, but I'm slowly getting back into the groove of things. I got my outline in front of me and darn it, let's go over what we're going to talk about today because we got a couple different things coming down the meter on the today. And the first thing, the very first thing we need to get to is the listener appreciation contest. That's right. I appreciate every single one of you for listening in every single time. And I try to do these every now and again, just to reward you. So as a listener, so we're going to start off with that. We're going to follow it up with Ask a Noah because of that listener contest. And the way to submit an Ask a Noah question was the way to gain access to our listener contest. So I have a lot of different Ask a Noah questions that we're going to dive in today. And the general topic that we're going to talk about is cannabis and you. That's right. I'm talking to you and you could be anybody. And that's the point that we're going to try to make today for the fact that cannabis can be far reaching for almost everybody. And so we're going to kind of get into some of those general topics about how cannabis and you and your lifestyle can relate all together. So we're going to have a fun filled show today. And let's you know what? Let's just jump right into it with our listener contest winner. Now, as you guys have heard in recent episodes that we have had a brand new partnership with Smokers Marina, a hemp healthcare store, and they actually provided us with a dope swag bag for our lucky contest winner. And so if you are the person that I announce, I'm going to reach out to you via email, let you know that, hey, you won. But to let you know what you're going to win today, we've got a lot of different things provided by Smokers Marina, all centering around CBD to make sure that everybody could have access to this as far as it goes. So we got a different, we got a couple different food-based things. We see some honey in there, a couple gummies that we see, uh, some CBD flour. We have a dope Smokers Marina shirt. Hopefully our contest winner is a... uh, 
women's medium, I believe it is. And so if you don't fall into that category, maybe you can gift it to somebody. But we also have a couple different things in there and a couple different things that you are going to see if you are indeed the contest winner. But you know what? Enough of me just going around and around and around. Let's see who is our lucky contest winner. Mike B, thank you so much for asking your questions, submitting it in Ask Anoa. Mike B has definitely been a listener that I've known for a while. And so, hey, congratulations to you. I'm going to reach out to you via email and let you know that, hey, you won. Thanks for being a listener. And that just makes me feel better because whether I get one or two responses or 10 to 20 responses, it always makes me feel good to know that you're just out there. You're out there listening. And that just is something that I have to remind myself because when I record this, like right now, I'm kind of just talking to myself. So doing things like this does help me remind myself that there are wonderful people like yourselves out there. So thank you for everybody who participated. This is not going to be the last contest that I do, but congratulations, Mike B. I'm going to reach out to you. And hey, you are the listener contest winner for August and September. So hooray, hooray, hooray. I wonder where my studio audience is. They're normally more... Oh, there they are. I guess, you know, it's been a while for them, too, so I understand they got to get their act together as well. But clearly the studio audience loves it. And now we're going to move right into our Ask Anoa, because like I said, we have a lot of different questions that have definitely got me thinking a lot. I love when I get Ask Anoa questions that really, you know, make me think nice, long and hard about what I'm doing or, you know, kind of shifting my focus to something I didn't really think about. So uh, we're going to jump right into that. So somebody, for the love of goodness, hit that gong. So for those of you who don't know, Ask Anoa is actually a section on my podcast page. It's curepen.com forward slash podcast. And you can submit a question directly to there. It goes right to me. And I love it. I love answering it. And I get to have this little section every time I get a question. And so with the contest, I got a lot of different ones today. And the first one is actually going to be, what is Delta 8 THC? I noticed some products on your menu have low THC percentages, yet the description will list a higher percentage of Delta-8 THC. So what is that? And, you know, that's a wonderful question. Made me think about it because this is something that's still brand new and it's very emblematic of the cannabis uh, research in general is how we're so you know, we're always finding new things about it. And it's something that's so unique and we're constantly researching. And the more people that are researching, the more little things like this we are finding. So Delta 8 is something that's very, it's a little bit different. It's an analog. And you're going to hear that in the definition I'm going to give you. But analog is basically some, it's a chemical structure that is very similar to something else. So according to the National Cancer Institute, Delta 8 THC can be defined as an analog of THC with antiemetic appetite stimulating analgesic and neuroprotective properties delta ATHC binds to the cannabinoid g protein coupled receptor cb1 located in the central nervous system this agent exhibits a lower psychotropic potency than delta 9 thc and the primary form of th the primary form of thc found in cannabis delta 8 is chemically different from delta 9 thc by only a few atomic bonds and still offers a potent medicated feeling on its own so whew. That was a lot of different scientific words. Thank you, National Cancer Institute. But I'm going to break it down and make it in a little more sim um, 
a little more simplified definition here. So delta-8 has very similar properties to delta-9-THC. You heard in that definition that it binds to the same CB receptor as THC does. So you can still see a lot of the benefits that THC gives us with that same delta-8 perspective, but it lowers that, that it has a lower psychotropic potency. That means it has a less medicated feeling associated with it. So for somebody that is feeling you know, anxious or nervous about THC, but understands there's still benefits that only THC can provide, Delta-8 is a good substitute because when it's broken down and processed inside your body, it's converted just over to THC and acts almost the same way as Delta-9 THC does, the primary form of THC found in cannabis. So it's something that is very unique and it's becoming a definitely something that a lot more people are focused on because if we can get those same THC benefits without such a medicated feeling with it, I feel like a lot of the stigma around cannabis could start to lessen because most people's concern when it comes to cannabis is that medicated feeling that, oh my gosh, what are they going to do? They're so medicated and da, 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 da. I know that not to be true. You know that not to be true because clearly you're somebody that has a passion for cannabis education. That's why you're listening to this podcast. But for the people who don't know, this could be something that opens the door for them to say, hey, it's maybe not that bad. Maybe it's something that could really you know, benefit others because like I said, that medicated feeling is really what stands in a lot of people's way. And so some different companies around the United States are actually trying to isolate Delta 8 THC and, you know, concentrated basically together to see if we what else we can do with it and that's the beautiful thing about cannabis is just just basically what is the next step how are we going to use this newfound form and so one of the big things that is very unique about D, uh, delta 8 thc is because it, it not only binds to that same cb1 receptor that delta 9 thc does but it also binds to the cb2 receptor which is predominantly for cbd and so you heard a lot of those benefits that delta 8 can bring on had a lot to do with stomach issues and so people suffering from vomiting severe nausea um and general stomach discomfort, Delta-8 could be a very big property for them because there was actually a study was conducted in 1995 at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem. In the study, Delta-8 THC was administered to eight children ranging from three to 13 years old with various hematoma, hematologic cancers. These children had been treated with different drugs and chemotherapy for eight months prior to treatment with Delta-8 THC. The Delta-8 THC treatment started two hours before each session of chemo and continued every six hours for 24 hours. With this treatment, vomiting was completely prevented and side effects were reported as negligible. With the help of science, we hope to influence and advance the benefits of Delta-8 THC as well as all other cannabis-derived compounds. And that was something that was done in 1995. And I know that a lot of people in America have the hubris of, well, it's not research in America, so who knows? But Jerusalem has actually been a very big uh, center for cannabis research and for them to identify this. And just to hear that, not only is it really you know, pushing down those chemo, uh, the chemotherapy side effects and the wells, the detriments of ca uh, cancer, but also seeing it such so beneficial in children is something that could be, you know, amazing because something that's, you know, it, it, I thought about a lot because, you know, I have a daughter now, I would want to do whatever I can to alleviate that her if she was in that situation in any way, shape or form. So studies like this, though, they were done overseas in a different country or something that we can point to now as we begin more and more research to say, hey, we have a base. Now let's see, let's expand on it, basically. So 
that kind of wraps it up. Sorry, I, I, I talk a lot around and around sometimes. So I kind of hope I answered that question there. Delta 8 THC is the, it's derived from the cannabis strain, still bred inside the plant with some very unique properties to it, but very similar to THC, which is the minimal medicated feelings that come along with it. So that, that was a wonderful question. So there's the gong. We're going to move on to our second question. And this is a, I believe this was actually Mike's question that he won with. So when we were young, we learned you have to hold the smoke as long as you can until you cough your lungs out. The more you cough, the more you get off, right? In the new age of vaping, whether it's a cartridge or a dab rig, which is my personal choice, is it necessary to hold vapor in your lungs to get the full effect of vaporized medication? So that adage that you heard you got to cough to get off is something that has been said over and over and over again. I've heard it so many times throughout the years, but it's actually fundamentally wrong. Um, Our lungs are very... Uh, very evolved, very adapt at processing anything that comes in. And the majority of the time, we actually see these in Australian studies that 95% of THC in cannabis is absorbed within the first few seconds of inhaling. So uh, basically what that means is through those first couple seconds, you're getting the majority of your medicine right in there, whether it's through combustion, whether it's through vaping, your lungs are very, very good at processing that. So with that knowledge, because I've also heard people use that old adage and then say, well, you know what? I just feel it. It's it's so the medicated feeling is so much more profound and da, 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 da. And so they started to look at why. And so basically what they discovered is that the longer, obviously, you're holding your breath, the less oxygen your body is getting. So when you're holding that inhale in as long as humanly possible until you cough it all out, you're basically depriving your body of oxygen. So it will actually produce a lightheaded feeling around with it, coupled with that medicated feeling. Some people will say like, oh, that's... You know, it's all just the cannabis that's doing it when in actuality, you're kind of just depleting your brain of oxygen. And last time I checked, I know I'm not a doctor, but your brain does need oxygen. So that more medicated feeling is basically just a lack of oxygen going to your brain and you don't want that. So basically remember when you inhale within the first two to three seconds, you're absorbing the majority of everything there and we don't want to cause any lung discomfort already. And your body needs oxygen. Like that's, that's the only way I can really feel like I can say this in a way. And so you don't need to hold it in that long. You don't need to do what you do. You see in the movies where they're holding it in and they're coughing and because I don't know. Coughing is just your body's natural response to any foreign element inside of it. So you don't want to trigger that. Um, so hold it in a couple seconds, exhale it all out and then you will be all good. And that feeling that you'll get will just be from your cannabis. Don't hold it in very much longer after that. Like I said, the longer you hold it in, the less oxygen that you get. And I know I keep coming back to this, but it's very important. Your brain needs oxygen. So I don't want you to hold it in too long. I don't want you to be coughing all the time. I want you to get where you need to go with your medicine without causing any other discomforts in your brain and your lungs and your entire body or da, 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 da. So please don't hold it in. That's what I'm saying. You don't need to. I want you to feel comfortable and safe. So I hope, I hope, Mike, that answers your question. And I hope you're not coughing as much after you listen to this. Ah, we got one more question here, and then we're going to jump into our commercial break. That's right. We are so professional here. We definitely have commercial breaks. So bear with us through that. That'll be coming up. But we got one last question here, and it says, hi, Noah and Dan. Ah. 
I miss Dan. That's one of the reasons that the September episode didn't really come to effect because I was trying to work with him, but he recently got a promotion. And so his schedule is a little bit different now and it's harder for us to connect and sit down together, just the two of us. So that made me a little sad, but you know, I'm still here for you. Don't worry. And I'm actually going to have a plethora of other guests that are going to be coming on and joining me in the near future. So please stay tuned for that. And I will let you know a little bit more about that when the episode is wrapping up. So, Hi, Noah and Dan. I recently was approved for my medical card for anxiety, and I am anxiously awaiting its arrival. I discovered the podcast and have listened to every episode. I appreciate the facts and opinions you're sharing. (sighs) That made me feel good. Thank you. Thank you for those words. Having anxiety, I heard of popcorn lung and the problems with vaping bringing moisture into the lungs. Do you think that's something to worry about? If so, what do you think is the safest slash healthiest way to take the medicine in? This is a great question and something I actually addressed a little bit earlier because uh, what this person is referring to is uh, around, I want to say like maybe this time last year, we started to see reports of this popcorn lung, this this illness in the lungs that was, you know, attributed to basically vaping. And so a lot of people like, well, where is this coming? There's so many different kinds of vaping. There's the e-nicotine vaping. There is cannabis vaping. There is so many different, you know, ways of that, like what is ultimately the trigger. And so there's a big old backlash, which is probably a good thing because, you know, we want everybody to be healthy, but they basically found out that the majority of those popcorn lung issues were actually coming from uh, black market cannabis cartridges. And so basically they discovered that these people who were filling these black market cartridges were filling them also with uh, vitamin E acetate. And that basically is a filling agent that they can use because they're going to put in X amount of the cannabis distillate. And then they're just going to add a filler to it to make it look like it's so much more and it saves them money or whatnot. I'm not going to go into the dealings of black market and everything like that, but they actually, through studies, they actually isolated that compound, the vitamin E acetate that they're adding into those cartridges was actually, um, causing that popcorn lung and causing so many issues, there's still a little bit of, you know, work to be done when it comes to the e-nicotine side of things and the additives that they go into there. But when it comes to medical cannabis and here in Pennsylvania, everything is actually lab tested before it comes into our dispensary. And that is very important because this is your medicine. So you're, your concern about the popcorn lung is greatly diminished when you're purchasing from a dispensary because you know that what you're getting is the safest, cleanest possible product for you because there are thresholds that each grower processor has to meet to minimize any, you know, things that shouldn't be in there. And when I say minimize, there's basically zero of that stuff in there. And so there actually leads me into my next Uh, that next part of the question, what do you think the healthiest slash safest way to take medicine is? And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I feel like the biggest, the the safest way, and this is my personal opinion, like I said, I'm just a Noah, I'm here, and I'm just wanting to help. And so I'm giving you my personal opinion here, what you do in your own time is your own business. But me personally, thinking about it from a health standpoint is that your lungs are processed and evolved to pretty much just process air through evolution and how we use oxygen to survive. Once again, coming back to how necessary oxygen is for us. Um, But that's basically what your, your lungs are there to process. So when we are inhaling, even though our cartridges are very safe, using the dry leaf and a vaporizer has been shown to be much safer on the lungs. 
if we can avoid anything going into the lungs, it's actually going to be the most beneficial for your body. When you take an edible or you take a tincture, your stomach acid breaks it all down and your kidneys and your liver process them to the point that we're getting exactly what's necessary and your body is expelling out what is deemed unnecessary. And that way you're avoiding the lungs and they're free to take in all the oxygen that they could possibly want. And so really thinking about it in the safest, healthiest way to use cannabis uh, as a medication would most likely be through the edible approach or using a tincture, that oil-based liquid that you place underneath your tongue. So, cause we want to keep those lungs fresh, you know, got to keep breathing got to keep going. You know, seems like we're coming back to that a lot. Breathing is important. I guess that would be the topic of today's episode, or at least the Ask a Noah segment. Um, but hey, I hope that answered your question. Thank you so much for those kind words, and thank you so much for listening. We are going to be right back after a quick commercial break, and now you just hang tight. Dan, not everyone qualifies for the medical marijuana program, do they? Sadly, no. We know how beneficial cannabis can be, and everyone can benefit from it. So, what about all those people who don't qualify? Well, let me tell you a bit about Smokers Marina, a hemp healthcare store. What in the world is hemp? You know, I'm surprised you don't know what hemp is, considering your job. Nora, of course I know what hemp is. I'm just reading what you wrote on this paper. Dan, I am appalled at your lack of knowledge, but luckily, thankfully, I am here to help. Darn it, Noah! I said I know what hemp is! Prove it. Hemp is actually a classification of cannabis that is able to be legally and sold and consumed here in the United States. The reason it is so beneficial is due to the fact that hemp has higher concentrations of CBD with almost no trace of THC. This can be incredibly beneficial when dealing with things like inflammation and muscle tightness. Color me impressed, Daniel. I really didn't think you had it in you. Well, Smokers Marina is a CBD hemp healthcare store with products ranging from flowers, lotions, gummies, and teas, and just some wonderful people who are there to help and listen to you from the moment you walk in. And by the way, Noah, are you going to ever do anything with that ridiculous coronavirus hairstyle you've got going on? Well, thank you for making me feel super self-conscious about myself, but you're right. I need to figure this out. What can I do? I barely have time to make it to Smokers Marina. Did you know that Smokers Marina actually has a barbershop attached to it right next door? Get out of town! I could kill two birds with one stone. I've always hated that saying. Seriously, maybe you bake two cookies in one oven. Or boil two pastas in one pot. Well, now I'm getting hungry. Well, why don't we just wrap this up and go get some lunch? Check out Smokers Marina, located at 1873 Lincoln Highway East in Lancaster, PA, up the street from Walmart, across from Drake Pet Place, or give them a call at 717-449-5683. Wait, Noah, we didn't even mention why they call it Smokers Marina. Then they should head on down to the shop and ask Tiani herself and tell her Cure Pen Podcast sent you and thank us later. Welcome back. Man, those two guys really know what they're talking about. If I were you, I'd go check out Smokers Marina as soon as humanly possible. But hey, we're back. It's good to have you back. And before I jump into the general topic, I wanted to share a fun fact with you because not only are we here to learn about cannabis, but just maybe something new in general. We're always learning. We're always growing. So why not try something new? And here's a fun fact for you. So have you ever been sitting around on your couch, got a song stuck in your head over and over and over. They tell you, oh, just just listen to it. It'll get it out of your head. Well, let's find out why. How does a song get stuck in your head? Why does it stay there? And why does just listening to it make it go away? 
So it's basically this. Your brain, through the process of evolution and us as a species, we evolved the kind of the way that we did because our brain is incredible at pattern recognition pattern recognition and in the early days of humankind you know pattern recognition of the stars during the seasons that sort of thing but that is something our brain has just honed in on and something that has got us to where we are right now as a species how does this connect to being a song stuck in your head well basically that little part that's playing over and over again because it's never quite complete that's actually your brain furiously working to complete a pattern because you don't know how that thing that is stuck in your head ends. You keep going over and over again because your brain wants to finish the pattern. Your brain recognizes that there is a next step, but you don't know what that next step is at that moment. So your brain just keeps repeating it over and over and over again until the point that you're just like, get this song, get this phrase, get it out of my head. Well, you just got to listen to it because basically when you listen to whatever it is stuck in your head, you are able to complete the pattern. Then your brain's like, hooray, we can finish the pattern. We can move on. And that's how it gets out of your head. But basically a song gets stuck in your head because your brain just wants to finish a pattern, which I think is so cool. And I know that we're here to talk about cannabis and cannabis education, but I thought it was something that was so you know, profound and made so much sense for me. I just had to share it with somebody and anybody. And hopefully if you didn't know that you learned something new and you can educate somebody close to you, but here we are. That's why a song gets stuck in your head. It's because your brain is that's evolution right there. It's something that's pretty cool and pretty unique. And I just felt like, you know, I had to share it with you, but you know, enough about that. Let's get back to the cannabis and we are going to talk about cannabis and your lifestyle. So how can, how can cannabis work into your life? We see so many different people inside of the dispensary on a daily basis that it is something that I believe that cannabis can impact and affect anybody in a positive way, anybody and everybody in a positive way. It is something that I really truly wholeheartedly believe. And I'm going to tell you a little bit why and why that's so personal to me. And um, if you, the very very first episode that I released, I actually talked a little bit about how I got introduced into medical cannabis and why I am a patient. And I think it's something that I just want to reiterate again, because if you look at me from just an outside perspective, you say, oh, he's looking at me. He's, he's in shape. He's got his life together. Da, 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 da. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I have to stop doing that. I'm going to apologize right now. But looking at me, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see that that's a patient. You wouldn't see that that, you know, I'm not crippled over. I'm not, I have no external view that you can see and point to and say like, Oh, that's the reason he's on medical cannabis. But what happened was, and this was roughly going on about, this is about eight years ago now. Wow. I'm getting old. Um, what happened was, is I was actually currently teaching kindergarten at the time. And during that time we had gotten a shipment of hippity hops in for my kids. And if you don't know what a hippity hop is, that's okay. Um, it's basically a Pilates ball with handles. It's a giant ball that the kids would sit on and they bounce and you bounce and you bounce and you bounce. And it's a whole bunch of fun, you know? And so they were bouncing around little, uh, one of my kids comes up to me and says, teacher, no, it can, why don't you come bounce with us? And I said, of course, what a wonderful idea. Who doesn't love to bounce? But I'm a grown man and these things were made for small children. But did that stop me? No, it did not. So I hopped on and I started bouncing. And as soon as I bounced, my, I felt my back kind of compact and shift over to the left. And I was in 
the most pain that I have ever been in in my entire life. And obviously I'm surrounded by five and six year olds, so I'm not going to scream and yell and swear the way I wanted to. I kind of just had to just grit my teeth going like, oh, my goodness, uh, and trying not to, you know, panic my kids. So I could tell something was immediately wrong. I couldn't couldn't move. Well, not, it's not that I couldn't move, but every move was just basically excruciating and agonizing pain. And so I got off, went over to my uh, assistant teacher. I said, something is wrong. I have to go. And I ended up going home, got up to my couch, and I just fell on it. Laid on my couch for about four hours because I physically could not move at that point. How I managed to drive myself home is still beyond me. But I was in so much pain that I just, I couldn't move from my couch. And it was, and it was something I had never, ever experienced before. It was incredible how much pain that I was in. And so I ended up going to urgent care. I ended up passing out in urgent care because of how much pain I was in. And so basically when the doctor evaluated me, they said, well, you know, you're going to, you have a severe muscle strain. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to stretch a whole bunch. You're going to have to work it out, but basically there's not really a, a right away fix. So what we're going to do to deal with that pain is, you know, what a lot of us know about is here's a whole bunch of Vicodin. And so that made me nervous. You know, I don't like taking pills, never have, but it was something that it just made me feel uncomfortable, but it was something that I had to do because of how much pain I was in. I, I needed something. Otherwise I couldn't continue. I couldn't go on. But as I was taking this Vicodin, I just got numb, got numb to thankfully numb to the pain, but also numb to life. I felt like a part of me was slowly slipping away as I was taking this Vicodin because I just seemed to kind of go through the motions then in life. And if you've never met me or you're just listening to the podcast for the first time or just whatever in general, I'm a pretty outgoing person. I'm a pretty loud person. I'm a pretty spontaneous person. And that was something that I needed as a kindergarten teacher because I need to compete with iPads and Netflix and uh, Uh and uh, for these small kids. And so I had to be you know, a little more entertaining, a little outgoing, get them excited to learn, basically. And as I returned to work, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't be that over the top person that I needed to be for my kids so they can see what was going on or learn in a way that they felt fun and that was absorbed. And I could tell I was, I was being affected by this medicine and I, and I didn't know what to do. And so this was right around the time that uh, cannabis was legalized in the state of Arizona uh, for medicinal purposes. And I said, look, I, I have to seriously look at this. I can't continue living my life like this in the way that it's affecting me and my personality. Yes, it's helping with the pain, but at what cost? And so the more I looked into medical cannabis, the more I thought that this could be something that could benefit me greatly because, you know, I... You know, I consumed a little bit in high school and whatever, but, you know, I never looked at it in a serious medicinal way and how it can help me. And so the more I looked at it, the more I researched, the more I said, this is something I have to try. This is something that I need to do. And I ended up getting my patient card. I ended up working in the industry. And the reason that drove me to work in the industry was of how effective it was. I got to be pain-free. I got to be myself. And, you know, I didn't consume while I was teaching, obviously, for, you know, purposes of whatnot. 
but I was to the point that I was medicating myself in a way that was carrying over into the next day so I can be me so I can go about my day it was great and I started to feel like myself again and I just wanted to shout it from the rooftops I wanted to let everybody know how important this was for me to get that little part of myself back so I can go and be that fun kindergarten teacher again so we can learn about those ABCs and a fun, fun sort of way. Uh, and it, it was something that was so impactful for me that I ended up working in the industry because that's, this is my ultimate goal. This is why I started the podcast. Like this is why I did the educational videos because I, the, the more people know about this, the better. And a lot of the times the stigma that surrounds cannabis is held up basically through lack of information, lack of knowledge, lack of stories that, don't impact anybody outside of this. They don't impact their lives. So I wanted to be on a platform to start to help people understand. And this is what kind of bred this topic for me is how cannabis can work in your lifestyle, because I believe it really can be beneficial for everybody. And it's not something that maybe you'll, you'll have to medicate daily on, you know, like some patients or things like that, but little bits here and there, I believe can help so many different people because of the personal impact that has happened to me, I want to be able to share that. And so a couple little things, you know, I talked about how many different kinds of people walk into my dispensary. We actually have the youngest patient that comes into my dispensary that she doesn't come into my dispensary, but uh, because she has a caregiver, obviously, but you know, I, I believe she's about four or five years old. And that's pretty amazing because of the situation that the family is in that they had to turn to something like this and the positivity that they've seen already that's the youngest person that we've seen the oldest patient we have i believe is 94 like wow that's impressive because they've lived an extensive life throughout so many different things and they're still seeing some benefits even into the later years for that but think about that age range from four years old to 94 years old. I'm guessing the majority of you listening at home fall into that category. And so everybody in between fits into this in the way that it can be beneficial for you. And it just takes one little step, one little step to reach out, call, you know, calling a certifying doctor, calling somebody, a patient who you know, or somebody that has been in this program to say, hey, what is this all about? And how can this help me? Because you'll be amazed at the community culture that cannabis brings on and how much all of us want to help one another because we are experiencing the benefits of cannabis that, like I said, people outside of this don't recognize how impactful that this could be. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk about is how do you approach the topic with like friends, family, kids, because all those are impact us in our decisions in our life. And so the very first thing that I can think of is take ownership of your medicine. And what I mean by that is understand what you're doing, what you believe is best for you. What is best for your body for to get you back to what it is you're doing or get you back to the daily grind or whatever. What you are choosing to do is something that you believe is most beneficial for you. And by saying that, understanding it and owning it, it makes it so much easier to start the conversation along with whomever you have to talk to because you know what you're doing is right for you. It's right for your body. It's right for the moment in time that you need it. And that is okay. You get to you get to be in charge of your own medicine. You choose what you choose to put in your body. And that is something that can be very beneficial once you start to really take ownership of that and understand that you are doing what you believe is best for you. It makes every single conversation easier. And guess what? 
it, when you start the conversation, you might have the person across from you, somebody you've known for a long time or somebody you just met, they might not agree with you. And that is okay. They are entitled to their own opinion. Some people are going to stick to it hard and fast. You know, you can sit there and you can you can tell them about all the benefits, all the research and everything like that. And they're just going to sit there and they're going to say, nope, don't like it, don't want it, whatever. And that's just, and that's okay. That's their own decision. I'm not here to convince somebody. That's not my job. I'm here to educate. And that's something that you are trying to do when you're having this conversation with whomever. You, you're really just there to educate them because you are determining this decision. They, the person sitting across from you, the, the group that you're talking to, whomever, they're not in charge of what you're doing with yourself. You are. And like I said in the beginning, taking ownership of that means that it's, it might run, rub the people the wrong way sometimes. And that's okay. They're entitled to their own opinion, but you are doing what you believe is best for your body. And that's something that really a lot of patients take to heart because I'm sure that all of you have met somebody in your life that is against this. I can tell you personally that I have met many people against this. And frankly, I can't fathom why. I don't. And I've spent many a time, many a day, many an hour trying to figure out ways to convince them, ways to show them how beneficial it could be. You know, I'll present a whole bunch of numbers. They don't want to hear it. You know, I'll present it from a personal standpoint. They don't want to hear it. And and you're just not going to get through to that person. If that's the way that they're going to judge you, if that's the way that they are going to view you from that point on, then maybe that's not the relationship that you thought it was. Um but it's something that you fall back on and say that this is what I believe is best for me and this is what I'm going to continue to do. And so the other one that I had in there is talking to your kids. This is something that thankfully my daughter is only 10 months old right now, so we cannot have a very in-depth conversation. Yeah, like at all. <laughs> and that's okay. Um, but it is something that I'm going to have to address as she gets older uh, because I'm probably going to be a patient for a long time. Um, cannabis does help. It doesn't cure, you know, it helps get us to where we need to be, but it's something that will probably be with me for a long time. So how am I going to broach this conversation with her? Because you know that the biggest issue that when dealing and talking with children is you are telling one thing at home. I know that I'm going to tell my daughter every positive thing, every research that I found to show her why I'm doing this or why this is necessary. But then she's going to go to um, school and she might hear something completely different in health in health class or whatever. So how do you broach that? How how do you show it? And, you know, I think it's one of those things that in, in the time of the culture, understanding that not everybody has all the right answers. Guess what? There's things that I'm going to be wrong. With. There's, there's things, there's lots of things that I'm going to be wrong on. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to try and educate myself more and try to do whatever it is possible that I can to be as educated as I can be. But there, some people are just, you know, they're going to want to put their own opinions on things and that's the way it's going to be. I guess I'm going to try to direct her and say, you know, it's important to listen to your teachers, but it's also important for you to think for yourself. It's important for you to do your own research. Thanks to the internet, you have so much information at your fingertips. And so, it's important to listen to your teachers, but it's also important for you to really understand it on a personal level that not everybody has all the answers. And so to be aware of what you can learn and what you can do and how that can, you know, really, you know, shape the way that she views things. And I, and I hope that kind of makes sense. It's something that it is such a delicate topic. It is so, you know, so stigmatized that a lot of parents who are patients almost 
don't know what to say to their kids. They're, they hide it or, you know, the, the kids find it and, and then you're caught off guard. And so, you know, this leads back to the very first thing that I said, taking ownership of your medicine because you believe it's the best thing for you is something that you also want to communicate to the people that you're talking to, your kids. Hey, this is something that is very helpful for me and this is why I'm doing this and having a frank conversation with them about information and how to get the most accurate and positive information that you can find is something that I think could help also teach them a life goal just in general because I'm, I'm sure as all of you know, You've come across people who believe that they know everything and they don't. And it's important and it's incumbent upon you to do your own facts and your own research to make sure that what you are saying or what they're saying is indeed true if you're going to listen to it. And so that's just kind of my two cents in the light of all these things that we see. And oh, you know what? The studio, the studio audience noticed that I guess I got up on my soapbox a little bit during that that portion there so thank you thank you i do love being on my soapbox it's a great place to be i'm already tall but it's a, it's nice to be a little bit higher up um but the one thing that i was fine sorry I, that was that was a little weird um but the one resource that i found which was great for uh communicating with children about medical cannabis and the benefits that of cannabis in general it's a book series called Stinky Steve Explains. And yes, it is a skunk. And Stinky Steve is one of my favorite people uh, because there's a, there's a couple different books. that it's, it's Stinky Steve Explains Medical Marijuana. Stinky Steve Explains Daddy's Dab. Stinky Steve Explains Grandma's Grow Room. Like, there's so many different books that you... I am so impressed that this author had this idea because it's brilliant. It really is. It's a way to help engage children in a more positive conversation about cannabis and something that can really bring them a, a little more education in, in a positive way. And, you know, it's just, it's fun to listen to a skunk sometimes like a cartoon skunk, not a real skunk. Don't, don't, don't go up to real skunks in person. It's, it's not going to end well. I'm just going to tell you that I'm, I'm no zoologist. I'm not a doctor, not a zoologist, but just don't approach a skunk you smell fine the way that you are. You don't want to make that any worse, but I, I'm getting off topic. Stinky Steve is just, it's emblematic of one way that you can start the conversation along with your kids, start the conversation in a positive way to make it easier for you. Because as a parent, I want to be able to be a role model for my child and to show them the choice, how the choices that you make are your own and to own your own decisions. And if you're going to do something, have a reason why show me what you're doing, why you're doing it. And so for me personally, I want to be that role model to show her that this is my decision. This is why I'm making this decision. And this is why I'm talking about it with you. And hopefully it's a good conversation because you know, oh my goodness, she's going to be a person at some point in the future. I'm not saying she's not a person now, but she's 10 months old. Like she's a baby. She's walking around and stuff like that. But Eventually, we're going to have to have tough conversations that, you know, the more prepared you are for these things, the easier and more comfortable they should be. And, you know, it's it's something that it's it's very close to me. I've said it before a couple of times and how much I believe cannabis can help so many different people in so many different ways. If we, everybody just had access to it, it's something that I believe wholeheartedly and will continue to work for to make sure that everybody has access to this. But you know, the more that we talk, the more you have these conversations, the more you try to engage in enlightened conversation with the person across from you, the, you can only see benefits from it. That's really what is the big thing here. And this is something that goes beyond just cannabis. 
having an educated discussion benefits both people. You don't have to sit there at the end of the conversation and be like, well, yep, I totally agree with you now. It doesn't have to work like that. You can disagree with somebody, but having that conversation educates both people. And the willingness to be open and listen during these tough conversations is also key to have when you are on the other side of it. When you are there listening to somebody else that you're just like, man, I don't agree with you. When I was sitting across the person telling me who that marijuana has no benefits whatsoever and nothing I could say could possibly change their mind. I just kind of just wanted to bang my head against the wall on the table and just scream at them because of their, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say willful ignorance, but it, it was just their viewpoint, but I didn't because they're entitled to their own opinion. And I grew from a way of how, how they came to that point. How did, how did they come to be to have that definite finite conclusion that cannabis is bad? You know, was it the way that they grew up? Was it their influences and from society? You know, I'll never truly know. But it was a a conversation that made me think about a lot of different things and how we can benefit them so people don't get to that point. Um, So, you know, just keep it in the back of your brain. It really starts with that conversation. Whether you're reaching out to somebody who's in the program, whether you're in the program reaching out to somebody who might not agree with you, having that conversation with your kids, with your friends, with your family is something that can just be beneficial greatly in the long run. And I encourage everybody to have that conversation with somebody who might not feel comfortable with it because you'd be amazed on how much you can help somebody and change somebody's mind or help them grow. And then that person can affect somebody else. And you can see a chain reaction start to build. And really, once we once we curb that negative stigma of cannabis, we're going to see access for everybody. We're going to see lessened penalties against cannabis in in that time or whatever, but it all starts with that conversation. So I really do encourage you to have a conversation with somebody. It might be uncomfortable, but it's going to be good. You're going to grow from it. And it's something that I believe will benefit you incredibly in the long run. And so, you know, my studio audience is not going to applaud me, even though I feel like I've been on my soapbox for this entire segment. And, you know, I, I hope what I said made sense because like I said, sometimes I just circle around and around. Um, But you know, you listening here right now, you know, your opinions, you know, your feelings. I pretty much know your feelings because you're listening to this podcast, help somebody else out, talk to somebody else. Having that conversation is going to change so many different things. And that's really all we want to do because we all want to be on the same page as far as this guy goes. And so, you know, that's it. Cannabis can be for everybody. Cannabis can help in so many different ways, whether you're a single parent, whether you are elderly, whether you are, I don't want to say young because, you know, you, you shouldn't have access to it when you're that young, if you don't need it. There are very specific cases that have young children using cannabis, but you know, once you get to what we consider an adult, that should be your own decision and that's okay. And every single person can benefit this. I truly believe that. And so, you know, there it is. I hope everybody, you know, took a little piece of that, you know, take it home with you, you know, whatever. But having that conversation is going to be very key. Now, please, somebody hit the gong before I just continue to talk and talk and talk. Oh, what a show. What a show. We had a contest winner. We had Ask Noah. We talked about cannabis and you. Just, just a wonderful show all around. You know, I told you in the beginning of the episode that I was... I was feeling a little bit nervous. It had been long. I, I had been anxious, but you know, I'm 
as you can tell now, I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable and I'm just, I'm happy to be back in the booth. We're going to be back again in the beginning of November. And it's not just going to be me. Our pharmacist, our friendly neighborhood pharmacist, Nancy, will be joining us because before COVID happened, I was doing a couple different interviews about qualifying conditions in the state of Pennsylvania. But it could be something that could be for all over the country because, well, people are sick or hurting all over the country. It's not just in Pennsylvania. Uh, so Nancy's actually going to join me in the booth and she's going to talk a little bit about fibromyalgia, what it is, how cannabis can help and other things that you could do to potentially alleviate situations that you're going on. So if you have fibromyalgia, you know somebody with fibromyalgia, or you just know somebody that wants to listen to a new podcast, point them this direction for November, I guess. Well, actually, you know, for anybody who just wants to listen to a new podcast, please just point him there now because I think we're on episode, oh my gosh, we're on episode 22. So yeah, they've got a lot of stuff to fall back on as far as it goes. But coming in November, Nancy will be joining us. We're going to take a trip down uh, Knowledge Lane and we're going to learn a little bit about fibromyalgia. And before I leave you, I have a couple shout outs that I have to give because I do get analytics on all the people that are listening, where you're listening, how long you listen, da, da, da. Super boring if you're not a numbers person. I am and I'm a bit nerdy, so I really like perusing through it. But what I did find is that not only here are people listening to the, yeah, you know, the United States of America, I also have a listener all the way out in Ireland. When they first popped up, I was like, oh, that's a fluke. Somebody just might have, you know, got it on a radio station or whatnot or whatever, what have you, and just kind of skipped along. But no. This person actually listened a couple different times and then continued to. And so if you're out in Ireland, like, thank you so much um, for just listening. It's incredible to actually see that. And not only in Ireland, but I need to give a shout out to the listener all the way out in South Africa. Like, my goodness, I hope I'm helping you. I don't know anything about the international scene of when it comes to cannabis. And that might be something I can think about to reach a much wider audience. But I need to give a shout out to Ireland. I need to give a shout out to South Africa because it's incredible that I'm reaching somebody out there. And whether you're just hanging out at home on your computer and you just stumbled upon this or whatever you thanks. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that this is happening. Thank you to everybody all over the country and every different state and wherever you are. You're just, you are incredibly special to me. All each and every one of you. I know I gave some personal shout outs, but darn it, each and every one of you is incredibly special to me because the more that we do this, the more that we educate, the more benefits that we can see here. So just give yourself a pat on the back. Maybe give have somebody give you a massage or something like that. I don't know. Whatever it is you do to relax, you earn it. Give yourself a bubble bath, throw on some candles. You know, you'll never know. But whatever you do to make yourself feel special please go ahead and do it. You darn it, you earned it and you just make me feel good. So thank you so much for being you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, as you move through life, if you, you know, have that conversation, what I like to think is just grab yourself a slice of cake, enjoy it while it's there, be part of it, enjoy it and just, you know, grab life where you can. And so with that being said, um, I can't thank you enough from all of us here at Cure to you at home. You stay classy, Pennsylvania.